Good evening, Northside family. As you can tell, I'm recording tonight's video in our sanctuary. Um, as you are aware, this Sunday, May 17th, will be the first time that our entire church family has had the opportunity to worship with us uh, since the middle of March. Uh, I know a few of you have been in here the last couple weeks, uh, but this Sunday, you have the opportunity to worship with us. Now, look, we understand that not everyone feels comfortable coming back yet. We completely understand that. Um, we respect that. We want you to know that we love you. Uh, we want to encourage you in this, and we want you to come back when, when you are ready. Um, so we just want you to know that. If you are planning on coming this Sunday, there are several things that you need to be aware of. Uh, so let me quickly just run through 10 things that I want you to know um, as you prepare to come this Sunday to worship with us. Uh, and we'll go through these quickly and then we'll jump into our time of study. Uh, number one, if you or anyone in your family is sick, the whole family stays home. The whole family stays home. So if you have been sick, if you are sick, somebody in your family has been sick, please stay home. You can continue to watch the service online. The service is going to start at 1030. There's no Sunday school that will meet on site. We'll continue to do that virtually uh, for the time being. There's no Wednesday activities. This is only for Sunday morning worship. And if you or someone in your family has been sick, we ask you, we encourage you, please, out of respect for everyone else to stay home. Number two, there will be no nursery. Look, I know this is going to be difficult on some of you all that have kids. Everything that I've read has recommended that for the immediate future, um, there not be a nursery. So we're going to have conversations with those who work in the nursery. We'll come up with a plan. We'll update that uh, when we think it is safe and we'll keep you in the loop. You are, you are welcome to bring your kids into this sanctuary. They will not be a distraction to me. Um, if you want to bring one of your children and you and your spouse rotate each week, I understand that. You're, you're welcome to come. You do what you are uh, comfortable doing and we'll support you in that. Number three, masks are encouraged. Uh, the CDC is recommending that you wear masks. Let me encourage you to wear masks. They are not mandated. They are not required to come enter into the sanctuary. But if you feel comfortable wearing them, wear them. You're welcome to do that. Number four, we will not be shaking hands. We will not be hugging necks. Uh, we're just not going to do that. That's going to be tough. That's difficult for me not to want to walk up to you and shake your hand or uh, give you a hug. But out of respect for you, respect for those who are willing to come but anxious about coming, we're not going to do that. So just wave. Greet people with a hello. It's good to see you. A smile on your face will do wonders. But let's not shake hands or hug next. Number five, arrive on time. The worship service will start at 1030. Arrive on time a few minutes before that. There's no need to show up at 10 o'clock. I know you're going to be excited to get here, but don't show up at 10 o'clock. Show up at 10.15, 10.20, 10.30, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10.45, 10
Uh, when you come in, the main doors will have the doors propped open. You won't have to touch any doors. You'll be greeted by some of our ushers. They're going to usher you to your seats. We have taken our seats and we have removed uh, about half of the chairs. Um, and we have spread out the chairs. Some of them are in groups of two. Some are groups of three, groups of four, groups of five. Uh, they'll know your family size. They'll take you to some seats. We ask once you sit down, remain in your seats. Talk to those who are near you, but please do not get up and be walking about in the sanctuary. You'll be ushered to your seats. Please uh, remain there in your seats. Uh, don't be walking around. Number six, families are going to sit together. Our students will sit with their families. Our kids will sit with their families. You will sit as a family unit. You will get to worship together as a family. Number seven, and this is important, restrooms are going to be limited. Only use the restroom if you absolutely have to. Use the restroom at home before you come. Restrooms are going to be limited. Now we are going to have a deacon and their spouse standing at the restrooms so that when someone goes into the restroom, they will be there uh, to clean that particular restroom, right? They'll be there to disinfect it, to sanitize it. We're trying to do all that we can to limit the spread of germs. So the restrooms are going to be open but they're going to be limited. Please only use the restroom if it is necessary. We would appreciate that. Number eight, the service is going to be shortened to 45 to 50 minutes. We know with limited restroom uh, availability, it's not uh, wise to ask you to sit here for an hour and 15 minutes. So we're gonna try to limit that. We'll sing together. There'll be the preaching of God's word. This Sunday, we're gonna recognize our high school graduates and so uh, you want to to be here for that we'll also stream that live so if you can't be here uh, you'll get to participate in that as well number nine there'll be an offering uh, box that will be available we're not going to pass the plates you can drop that offering uh, into the box as you come in or on your way out and number 10 when the service is over we're going to dismiss you by zones We'll start from the back, work our way to the front. An usher will come. He will dismiss you. We have a couple different exits that we're going to use. Uh, we want you, when you leave, when you're dismissed, to please exit the building. Go outside. If you're going to converse and have conversations, it is much safer to do that outside in the open air. So no one will remain inside having those conversations. When the service is over, you will be dismissed by row please go outside um, to worship. I have agonized over this decision. When we gather Sunday, there's going to be a part of me that is still apprehensive and uneasy. And the reality is no matter when we open these doors, I'm going to feel that way. Whether it's this Sunday or in two months. As much as I respect our medical experts, those who are helping make decisions, the reality is because this is a novel virus, everyone is guessing. There is so much information that's still coming in. They're trying to process it and go through the data. But no one really knows the safest time to open up a restaurant or to allow uh, fans back into sporting events or when are we going to let schools open again. 
no one definitively knows the answers. So the best that we can do is seek the face of God, be wise, and practice these safety measures and requirements to keep you safe, to keep ourselves safe, but so that we can come back and worship God together, to be encouraged together, to see one another face to face, and to say, hey, look, the Lord loves you, and I love you, and we're in this together, right? We need that. We were created to have that fellowship and relationship. Uh, we are the church, the body of Christ. And so I'm looking forward to worshiping with you, but please follow those safety guidelines. I know I've spent over eight minutes walking through this, but it is that important that if we're going to gather, we have to do it in a safe manner. So let me pray, and then we'll jump into our time of study. Father, you are a good, sovereign God, and we don't doubt that at all. So Lord, we trust in you. Lord, as we begin to gather together on Sunday mornings to worship, Lord, we just want to trust you. We want to glorify you. We want to honor you and all that is said and done. For those who come, keep them safe. For those who remain home, Lord, continue to keep them safe. Lord, I know each situation is different. Each person is different. Uh, Lord, so each decision, therefore, will be different. And so, God, just give us wisdom. May we not live in fear. May we live by faith. But may we seek to live in a way that is wise, that brings glory and honor to the name of Jesus. Be with us tonight, Lord, as we continue to study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we continue tonight, working our way through the Lord's Prayer. It begins in Matthew 6, verse 9, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Last week, we looked at the evil one. And we talked about who the evil one was, Satan, the devil, right? He has many names. And we ended by talking about that though he is powerful, he is not all-powerful. That our victory is in Jesus Christ. And so uh, tonight, for a few minutes, I just want to ask this question. How do we deal with the evil one? How do we deal with Satan on a day-by-day -day basis? We know that ultimately victory is ours in Christ, but each day the evil one and his enemy, or his, his adversaries, his Satans, his minions, if you will, uh, demons are going to come after us. They're going to try to attack us. This is a spiritual battle that we find ourselves in. So how do we deal with Satan? Just five things uh, I want us to mention tonight. Number one, uh, through the Word of God through the Word of God, by studying the Word of God, right, by applying the Word of God into our lives, by sitting under the teaching of the Word of God in Sunday school, for example, or sitting under the preaching of God's Word in uh, a worship service. James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse 7, says this, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Right? We know that submitting to God means we're going to submit, right, to the Word of God. 
Submitting to God means we're going to submit to His Word. This is the Word of God, the living and active Word of God. It's been breathed out by God. D.A. Carson says this petition, right, deliver us from the evil one, is a hefty reminder that just as we ought consciously to depend on God for physical sustenance, so also ought we to sense our dependence on Him for moral triumph and spiritual victory. As we're depending upon God to provide our daily bread, we also are depending upon God, right, and His Word to bring victory over uh, spiritual battles. As we submit to God and His Word, notice what James says here. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee to you. As we get into the Word of God, we'll have a greater desire to resist the devil, and the promise is he will flee from us. Psalm 119.11 says, I have stored up your, heart, your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So how do we deal with the enemy? How do we deal with Satan? We begin by getting ourselves, immersing ourselves into the word of God, submitting to the word of God. Number two, we know that victory is found ultimately through the cross of Jesus Christ and through the empty tomb of Jesus Christ. This is our victory, right? It is in knowing that as we trust in Jesus daily, we're trusting in one who has defeated sin, defeated death, and ultimately has defeated Satan. John Anuchekwa in his book on prayer writes, like pardon from past sin, protection from future sin is found in Jesus, right? We've been pardoned from our past sin. Forgive us of our debts of our sins but we are also trusting in God to protect us from future sins it's found in Jesus right we know it must be given John writes the trouble is we either respond to temptation with anxiety thinking that will never change or we respond with arrogance assuming we have the power to resist in our own strength what does Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 tell us let me read that for you. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb. We have conquered the enemy through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. We have victory through the shed blood of Jesus. And so every morning, every evening, we are trusting in the finished work of Christ upon the cross. That is our victory. Number three, we overcome Satan. We deal with Satan through the word of our testimony. Through the word of our testimony. That same verse, Revelation 12, verse 11 says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. History is filled with men and women who endured and who remained steadfast in their love and devotion to God the Father. History is filled with men and women who gave their lives to Jesus Christ, who risked their lives for Christ, who laid down their lives for Jesus Christ. Persecution of the church Persecution in your life, 
does not extinguish the flame of Christ in us. Rather, it fans the flames of Christ. See, Satan has thought that by trying to attack the church, trying to attack the people of God, that, would it, it, that it would extinguish that flame of Christ in us. But the reality is it doesn't extinguish it. Rather, it fans the flame. Your testimony is that you have been saved, redeemed, transformed through the work and the power of Christ. That you have been changed, transformed. That you have been bought through the, with the blood of Jesus. That Jesus Christ is returning for you. Your testimony is that you are a son or a daughter of God Most High. That He is the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. You belong to Him. This is your testimony. And you are safe and secure in Christ. And so you will overcome by continuing to put your faith in Jesus. And God receives the glory in that. So we overcome through the cross, through the blood of the Lamb, but we also overcome through and by the word of our testimony. Number four, we overcome through the armor of God. By putting on the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6. Now before any pilot, whether it's a commercial pilot, uh, whether that pilot is flying his own private airplane, right? whether it's an Air Force fighter jet, every pilot right, has to go through uh, a checklist before takeoff. Right? They have to go through a series of, uh, of a checklist, a series of things to make sure that it is safe to fly every day. Right? There is a checklist that we need to go through, and that checklist is found in Ephesians chapter 6. Beginning in verse 10, right? Here's your checklist. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, here's the armor of God, having fastened on the belt of truth. That was number one. Number two, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Number three, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And all circumstance, circumstances, take up number four, the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take, number five, the helmet of salvation. And number six, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is the armor of God. This is our checklist. And every day we are to put on these things, knowing that every day we are in a spiritual battle. And that battle belongs to the Lord. And He'll give us victory. But we want to be ready for that daily battle. And number five, number five, through prayer. We overcome the evil one through prayer. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. After he tells us about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, it says this, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. We are to pray 
Jesus in Matthew 26, 41 says, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. He says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says this, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Notice a couple things from this verse. Notice number one, that when you are tempted, know that God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So when Satan comes to you seeking to tempt you, God will not let that temptation be beyond what you can bear. When you find yourself in the midst of a trial and Satan is wanting to use that trial to use it to tempt you to doubt God, to curse God, to abandon God, God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Notice also it says that he will also provide the way of escape. God always provides a way of escape. He always provides a way for us to remain faithful and steadfast in the midst of that temptation. So hear me. If when Satan tempts us, and we succumb to that temptation. When we give in to that temptation, you and I cannot blame God. James 1.14 says, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Hear me. God receives the glory in our victories. When we overcome that temptation, when we stand steadfast and resist the devil and he flees from us, God gets the victory. We don't pat ourselves on the back and say, way to go, man, I was faithful. No, God gets the victory. And when we fail, when we are enticed and lured away by our own sinful desires, no one can blame God. No one can say, God, this is your fault. This is your fault. No, we must take the blame when we fail. And God receives the glory when we overcome. John MacArthur says, In a cursed world where we are battered by evil all around us, we confess our inadequacy to deal with evil. We confess the weakness of our flesh and the absolute impotency of human resources to combat sin and rescue us from its clutches. Above all, we confess our need for the protection and the deliverance of our loving Heavenly Father. And so we pray, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. We are dependent upon God to do that. Let me close tonight by reading a few more verses of Scripture. And, and may these verses just encourage you tonight as we close. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of God, the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written, 
For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything and all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Take courage, church. Jesus Christ has overcome. Our victory is found in Him and nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So take heart. We miss you. We'll see you soon. Let's pray. Lord God, we put our trust in you. In these days of uncertainty, our deliverance is found in you. So we lean on you. We trust in you. We run to you for that strength. We run to you for that power. We run to you for deliverance. We submit to you, O God. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Encourage us. May we turn to your word for comfort and hope tonight. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.